Kate Jams 105.3, you're sitting there pretty with me, your favorite radio reverend, Preach Easy in the Morning. And now it's my favorite time of the morning. Time to go ahead and dive on into the word. We got a good one for you today because the goal for today is growth. And it should be your goal for every day. But let's go ahead and clear up the space. Let's go ahead and breathe on out, control our breathing, set up the space for the spirit to go ahead and move through. If this is your first time with me, then let's go through our one of our favorite exercises. Go ahead and just, we're going to breathe on out all the problems, situations, issues, whatever it may be that you've been carrying with you for the past month, the past week, the past couple of days. Let's just go ahead and breathe them on out now. Just <sighs> release it and let it out. And now that we've made space for the Lord to go ahead and move through our spirit and move through our lungs, let's breathe in all the promises, the goodness, and the blessings that God has for us this week, this month, these upcoming days. Just breathe it on in. Just... And now that we've got ourselves set, our spirit is ready, then allow me to reintroduce myself. They call me Preach Easy. Not because I'm easy on the eyes, because I believe the gospel should be easy like your Sunday morning. Now, that's not saying we're not about to have those real nitty-gritty tough conversations, you know, answering questions that you ask yourself in the middle of the night, like, who am I? What is my purpose? Why did God even make me? Well, I believe all those questions and more, I believe that the answers actually are pretty easy. You just need a little bit of help along the way because the journey. See, that journey is what's tough. You just need a little bit of help from your favorite radio rather the most popping podcast, Pope. Oh, yes, that's me. You can find me on all streaming platforms. You just type in Preach Easy. That's P-R-E-A-C-H. Put a little space in between E dot Z, and you can tune into all of our easy listenings. And you're going to want to because today, like I said, we are talking about growth. The goal is growth. But for many of us, that goal seems short-sighted or it seems too slow. It seems like it just doesn't take or it takes too long just to grow, to develop. The world that we live in, we want stuff fast. We want things now. We want things to happen. We're able to see the success stories of others happen at any point in our lives. We open up our phone. We can see somebody driving around in a Ferrari or winning hundreds of millions of dollars just off of luck or from a game or something. See, for many of us, this idea, goal, the goal being growth, is foreign to us. For many of us, the goal is just fortune. The goal is just making it. The goal is ending up rich or famous or having this position or that power. And so we overlook growth. See, let me take you back for a story. Back in my childhood. Now, Growing up on Saturdays, my mother used to love being in the garden. Now, my mother worked from Monday to Friday, and at the end of her gardening on Saturday, she would go back to work. But that little bit of morning time, and on that Saturday morning, she would love dedicating to her garden. Her garden was nice and pretty and cute, and it wasn't huge or expansive because we still lived in a tiny house. But this little patch of land was where she dedicated so much time energy, blood, sweat, and tears to this garden. So me being a good son, I wanted to spend as much free time that she had not at work with her. And so I would go out into the garden, but I didn't have the same love or same care or even understanding for what we were doing, picking and playing in dirt and mud. Normally when I played in mud and dirt, I was in trouble for getting dirty. But on Saturday mornings when I was in the garden with my mom, she didn't mind when I got rough and dirty as long as I was helping her with the garden, as long as I was making sure that I was ha helping things and not harming them. But 
even though I had started gardening or just to spend time with my mother, as a kid, I quickly kind of begun to get bored. It just was going to happen. Now, don't get me wrong. I love plants and I loved mud and finding all the worms and such that were in the garden because I was a gross boy kid. But the idea of doing the same repetitious action week in and week out, I just didn't understand. What I really didn't understand was that these plants weren't sprouting and blooming like I see on TV or like I see in pictures or how I see in those time lapses on the Internet. It was taking forever. We would sit in the garden Saturday to Saturday, seven days to seven days, waiting for something to bloom while we both repeatedly just do the same tasks over and over again. We would weed out, move stones around, clear up the space so that the plants could grow and develop, but it felt repetitive. It felt boring. It felt like we were getting no closer to the goal. The goal in my head simply being having this perfect garden, this perfect picturesque blooming and blossoming garden that would sit at the end of the block at the perfect time at the end of the summer so we would be set and be ready. But see, I was missing the true goal. One Saturday when I complained to my mom about why we were doing this, why I was so bored, why I was so repetitious. Mama, we could do anything on your Saturday mornings where it's free. Why do you keep going and doing the same tasks over and over again? Wouldn't it be easier if we just took a Saturday off? Wouldn't these tasks, these repetitious weeding and clearing the space for growth, wouldn't it just be easier if we saved it for the next week since it's not like the plants are going to go anywhere? But then she would say, see, sweetheart, you're missing it. The, the reason we come out here and repeat these repeated actions, these boring and mundane things, is because it's relaxing. You may not see the development or you may not see blossoms in the first two weeks. We may spend seven days to seven days and God would have had the same amount of time in those seven days to create a whole new set of garden, a whole new set of plants and flowers that we would have never seen before. But here we are dedicating the little bit of free time we had on that Saturday morning together doing the same tasks over and over again. For me, I thought that the goal, the reason we were gardening was to have this perfect garden at the end of the block, at the end of the summertime, but to my mom, the goal was simply growth. And for many of us, that is and should be our goal as well. The goal in life is growth. It's not the end result. It's not the blossoming of the flower. It's not the final resolution of the conflict. No, instead, it is the growth through the strength to be able to course through the conflict. And if you don't believe me, then I would bring you to Mark chapter 4, verses 26 through 28. 28. Now, in Mark chapter 4, Mark chapter 4, I would argue and call it, this is the chapter of growing of seeds, of plants, of development. Throughout chapter 4, Jesus uses multiple parables referring to plants, to farmers, to growing, to seeds, to just the natural course of life. So I would argue and say that Mark chapter 4 is Jesus' plant talk. This is Jesus when he's showing and reviewing how even looking out into the earth can show us how we can move closer to God. See, in Mark chapter 4, verse 26, Jesus says, This is what the kingdom of God is like. A woman scatters seed on the ground night and day, whether she sleeps or get up, the seed sprouts and grows. 
Though she does not know how, all by itself the soil produces grain. Now first is the stalk, then the head, then the full kernel in the head. Now as soon as the grain is ripe, she puts a sickle to it, because the harvest has come. See, this is what the kingdom of God is like. The goal is growth. It may be so small, so tiny, so insignificant that you may not even notice it. It may feel like you're doing the same repetitive cycles over and over again just so that you could keep your well-being. You don't even process that you're getting better. The goal is growth. The kingdom comes closer even when we don't notice it, as long as we find ourselves in the right space. As long as we place ourselves in a space that allows us to grow, the kingdom comes closer, even when we don't know. But for many of us, when we process and we learn, we hear that if the goal is growth, we have some questions. It's not that we're away from the growth. It's not that we're weary and that we don't want to grow. It's not that we don't want to be better than we were yesterday. But for some of us, we don't know how. We don't know where to get started. And we're left with plenty of questions. And that's why I've got plenty of answers. When we're aiming and trying to grow, we ask ourselves three questions. The first question is, how do I grow? The next question is, where do I grow? And finally, the third question is, what does growth look like? Now, see, the goal for your lifetime, for your existence, is growth. Your goal isn't some in position, isn't some job, isn't some millions of dollars or some status symbol. It's not to become president or to become the doctor. Even if that is your goal or your position now, that's not your whole destiny. Your true destiny is an action, a verb that you do each and every day. But the verb that tags along with that is growth. The goal for your life is growth, development. That means that even if you had a bad day, you can still be better than you were yesterday. That's growth. See, we ask ourselves three questions when we're trying to grow and be better. The first one is, how do I grow? The next one is, where do I grow? And finally, what does growth look like? What does it sound like? So for the first question, how do I grow? The answer is rather simple. First, you get planted. It's that simple. How do I grow? You get planted. In Mark chapter 4, I told you, Mark is all about those kind of plant innuendos or those plant illusions. This idea of Jesus constantly talking about development, farmers, growers, plants becoming and growing better. In Mark chapter, in Mark chapter 4, verse 3, it says, listen, Jesus is telling them, a farmer went out to sow her seed. And as she was scattering the seed, some fell along the path and the birds came and they ate that sucker up. Now, Some fell on rocky places where it did not have much soil, but it sprung up quickly because the soil was shallow. But when the sun came up, the plants were scorched and they were withered because they had no root. Now, some other seeds fell along amongst some thorns, which grew up and choked the plants so they did not bear grain. Still, other seed fell on good soil. It came up, grew, and produced a crop. Some multiplying 30, some 60, some 100 times. See, 
the way to understand how to grow, the answer to that question is you have to be planted. You, if you did not process and know, you are a bulb full of potential. When it comes to plants, there are two types of plants. There's a seed plant and then there's the bulb. Now, if you're a seed, then that means every season you would fade out and you would die. So that can't be the case because you have made it every season of your life. There hasn't been a season that defeated you if you're still listening here. There hasn't been a season, a time, a situation, a problem, or a conflict that has ever overtaken you. So what that shows me, what that should tell you is that you are a bulb, not a seed. A bulb is a type of plant that can survive through the winter and re and be reborn for the springtime. They can grow and develop and blossom throughout the summer, and they can fade and fall away into the fall. They'll go back into their bulb deep within the ground during the wintertime, all to do it over again in the spring. For so many of us, we feel like we're in a constant cycle of doing the same thing over and over again. Just like when I was with my mother in the garden, we were doing the same actions over and over again. We were weeding, we were seeding, we were creating space and pounding it into the ground. It felt repetitive, but see, that's just a season. When you are built so strong that you can survive season after season after season, it feels repetitive, it feels small. But what you are surviving is year after year, transition into transition of conflicts and problems and situations and you're just overcoming it see it's become so mundane these situations these issues that would have before felt like they were huge and insurmountable but now look at you you're mounting them you're conquering these conflicts you're beating the problems you're creating blessings and situations that you never thought could have ever been blessed But what you had to do was we were planted. We're bulbs, not seeds. We're meant to conquer season in and season out. We won't fade because we're built different. See, the question is, how do I grow? First, you have to get planted. Because even a bulb, one of the most resilient types of plants, even if it's not planted in the ground, then it won't be able to start its cycle. And won't be able to conquer season after season just like how you are. You won't be able to conquer season after season if we don't get planted. However, being planted can be difficult because it can put a lot of pressure on us. Whenever you dig a hole for a plant, you isolate it. You make a space just for it. And this is what I mean by getting planted. We need to create a space that is just for us. A space that may be a little pressure because when you put a plant in a hole, you have to pack it down in to provide a little bit of pressure. But then what you do is you provide a bit of structure. So that means that you give it space away from other plants so that it can grow and develop and change and shift and, uh, and adapt as it needs to. For some plants, you put a little stick into the middle so that when it grows up, it has a structure to stay close to so that it can grow how it's supposed to, even within its own choices. See, we need pressure with some structure. We need a space that's just safe. We need it for our growth because the goal is growth. So the first question is, how do I grow? The answer is you get planted. You find a space that works for you, that allows you to feel safe. See, then we ask the next question is, where do I grow? Because it's just one, it's not enough just to say, go get planted. Well, where easy am I supposed to go? Because it ain't that easy, easy. If you don't know, it's tough out here. It's scary out here. There's folk that don't care about me out here, easy. 
That's why I got a few places for you. The word went on whenever we were looking at Mark chapter 4, verses 3. It said, and Jesus was going around telling about how a farmer was scattering their seed all along the path. There were four major paths that they were talking about. The first was the open road. The next was the rocky road, just like the ice cream. The third was a thorny road, and the fourth was the good road. Now, I got to explain all of these to you because I can't just say go with the good road because if I just told you go with the good road, then you would never be able to understand what the bad roads actually look like. We would never be able to be able to critically think and break down, huh, is this exactly what I need or is it just the good road? Because if I just told you go with the good road, we'd get lost whenever there's no road in front of us. So let's start off with the open road. In Mark chapter 4, verse 4, Jesus describes the open road. Now, the open road is a spot with a lot of space. And for many of us, when we're trying to push ourselves to grow, when we hear that the goal is growth, we're excited. We're ready to move. We're ready to develop, to be better than we were yesterday. So we get excited and we find any space that's open. But not every space that's open is a safe space. See, the open road is a spot with space, but it's not safe. In Mark chapter 4, verse 4, Jesus describes this open space as a space where birds can come in and eat up any of the seeds, which means that these seeds were not protected. They were not in an actual space where they were isolated and they had a safety around them. Anything was able to come and pick them up. And so an open space or an open road is not a safe space for us to grow. We deserve a spot that has space but also feels safe. So then we go down and we go to the rocky spot. Now, the rocky spot we find in Mark chapter 4, verse 5, in this rocky spot, this spot has a lot of pressure. And pressure is good for us because it pushes us to develop and be better than we were yesterday. If there was no pressure on a seed, if you didn't pack it down in there, then it won't have the nutrients that it needs to grow up further. So this pressure is really good for the rocky spot at the start. But then the issue with the rocky spot is that it has no support. When you have a plant and you toss it in a rocky spot, they may have some good nutrients and it does its absolute best to grow despite these rocks, despite these obstacles and these situations, but there's no support. A lot of us are born into situations where it's a rocky spot. We have obstacles and situations that get in our way. Maybe these obstacles are economic. We just ain't got the money that we need to just to feed ourselves like we deserve to. Maybe the issues are emotional. We've never had an emotional response or the household that we grew up in was emotionally toxic. And so every time somebody wants to share with us how they feel, we immediately put up guards because we're scared to be attacked. Maybe it's a rocky spot because there was just no spot for you. Whatever the case may be, you did everything in your power to thrive. See, that's what Jesus says in the verse for five. It says that when they were scattered amongst the rocks, they didn't have a lot of soil. But they sprang up quickly. See, they were resilient just like you are, just like we are. When we find ourselves in rocky spaces, that pressure pushes us to be better. It's something innate in us that we say, I'm not going to go down just like this. I'm going to be better than I was yesterday, even in this rocky space. But because you only have pressure without support, we're going to fail. We're going to burn out quickly. See, that's the issue and that's the problem. When we find ourselves in these rocky situations, there's a lot of nutrients going around, but there's not a lot of support. So we go out really hard and really fast. And for a lot of us in these rocky situations with low economics, with no emotional support, we don't see a lifetime past 20, past 25, past 30. Because how could we ever imagine living in an existence without any of the resources that we know we 
deserve. We try our hardest. We give it our all at the start, but eventually, with too much pressure and no support, we're burnt out. See, it says in the verse that when the sun came up and the plants were scorched, they were withered because they had no roots. You were burnt out because we had no support. Next is the thorny spot. Now, for many of us, we may be looking to grow in a situation and we see just a collection of community. We see people that are moving and shaking and making things happen. But then when we get closer and we get inside, we realize we're surrounded by thorns. It's not to say that the land or the community, that space is not growing, doesn't have certain nutrients. But what it is saying is that this community is without character. See, a thorny spot is a spot where we're closer to committing chata, where we're missing the mark because people around us don't care about hitting the mark. They care about making money or moving fast. They care about feeding into their vices or not being better than they were yesterday, maybe because they're scared, maybe because they don't know the way, maybe because no one told them that they could be better than they were yesterday. But you feel it deep inside yourself that these thorns around you are holding you back. See, a thorny space is a space with community, but it's a community without character. It's a space that doesn't want to be better than they were yesterday. And so even though there's a collection and you can see that people are growing or at least existing there and not falling backwards, it's not a space for you to grow. Now, all of us have these thorns in our side that Paul calls. He calls his sins, the vices, the thorn in my side, the ache of my body. What he's saying and referring to is that all of us make mistakes. We fall short. But the idea is that even if we fall short, our character should push us to be better than that, to try and redeem ourselves. If we made a mistake yesterday, our character would say that today we need to correct that mistake. The thorn in our sides don't get bigger and they don't get smaller. But that's why we're expected to grow bigger than them. That's why we need to find a good spot. A spot that's not open. A spot that has space with security. A spot that provides pressure but also provides support. A spot that has community with people that actually have some character. See, this is a good spot. A spot where we can grow. You may feel a little bit of pressure, but for just as much pressure as you feel, you'll feel support. You'll have space, but just as much space as you're given, you'll have security to protect it. You'll be in a community not where your character is questioned, but instead where your character is developed and it's built up. See, this is the good space. The question is, where do I grow? You grow in a space that has good soil. You grow in a space that provides you space with security, that provides you pressure with support, that provides community with some good character. That's where we grow. The final question is, what does growth look like? We live in a world and an existence where we can look up the greatest fancies that we want. You could order whatever vice you want on Amazon, or you could order whatever device you want off of Amazon. See, we live in a world where gratification, where the goal seems to just be the end goal, just making it to the end, to having that perfect house on the block. When I was gardening with my mother, I always at first thought that the goal was just to have a pretty garden in the house, not to watch things grow and develop and have that good time. See, growth is a slow development. The question is, what does growth look like? Sadly, it doesn't look like much. It's like watching grass grow. You would never really be able to tell from the day to day, but a great way to be able to tell is to keep watch on that thorn. 
See, I told you that a thorn is the thing that keeps us from hitting the mark. It's the thing that keeps us sinning. See, if sin is just chata, C-H-A-T-A, to miss the mark, you could imagine like a bow and arrow aiming at a target. Sinning is just you not hitting the target, but a thorn in your side would be something like an ache or a pain or a twinge in the bow to where you can't keep hitting it. You keep missing it even though you try. See, that thorn in your side will never get bigger and it'll never get smaller, but you will always be bigger than your thorn. That's how you can tell what growth looks like. It's you being bigger than your thorn. See, your thorn, that vice will stay with you. All of us are imperfect beings trying to attempt at perfection. So when we have that thorn on our side, it feels that we keep creating the same cycle and going over and over and over again because we just can't release this thorn on our side. Easy is not that easy. I keep making mistakes. I keep cheating. I keep smoking. I keep lying. Easy, this thorn in my side is holding me back from growth. But then I would tell you and say, look where you're planted. Are you planted in an open road? So you got some space, but it's not safe. So people keep taking at you and you have to go back to the thorn to feel safe. Are you on a rocky space? We're still surrounded by obstacles and things that will never let you grow and you're burning yourself out. Are you in a thorny space? So we're surrounded in a community that does not care about their character. Instead, it's not character development, it's character destruction. They want to take pieces from you so they can build themselves up. Or are you in a good space? Because even in a good space, you're still going to have that thorn. And you may say, easy, I thought it was supposed to be easy. No, 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 no. The answer is easy, but this journey, this journey is tough. We ask ourselves all the time when we're tired of the cycle, when we're tired of the seasons, going back and forth. I'm a bulb, but I'm tired of going and seeing season in and season out. I may be a bulb that can survive the spring and make it all the way to the fall and be reborn for the summer, but I'm tired. What does growth look like? Growth may not look like much, but it looks like you being better than you were yesterday. It looks like you being bigger than that thorn. Because one day, think about it, those thorns that may have had you when you first started this journey, when you first trying to be better than you were yesterday, those thorns that stood in your way couldn't even hold a candle to the thorns that are in your way now. See, you are growing bigger than your obstacles. You're growing bigger than your conflicts and your pain, than your grief, than your loss. Growth is a slow development, but it's the only way to where you can be bigger than the obstacles, be bigger than those thorns in your side. The goal is growth, and it is just that easy. This is your favorite Radio Reverend Preach Easy. Praying for you until I hear from you again. I'm signing off.